0: With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same-game parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to House of Cards. Dave shuttle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. It's been another busy couple of weeks for the gambling industry. There was a court case from New Hampshire that could decide the future of online gambling in this country. And then you have a whole bunch of states making a lot of noise when it comes to sports betting, online casinos, and online poker. And to discuss some of the biggest stories of the last couple of weeks, we are going to talk with Brian Pempis. Brian is a feature writer for usbets.com and Better Collective. We're going to dive into some of the biggest news stories of the past couple of weeks when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards.
2: Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-462-5722 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-462-5722. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-462-5722.
0: You're listening to the House of Cards.
2: Well, don't take it too hard. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid!
0: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave out with you. Lots of things are happening in the gambling world. There was a huge court case that could determine the future of online gambling in this country. Plus, there's a whole bunch of states that are making a lot of news in the U.S. gambling market. And to find out what's happening in the gambling world, we are lucky to have on the line from usbets.com and Better Collective, Brian Pempis. Brian, thanks for coming on.
4: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Good uh, Pleasure is all ours. I, and I certainly want to start off with this huge case coming out of the First Circuit Court of Appeals in New Hampshire. And at the center of this case is something called the Wire Act. I mean, it's, it's in the news a lot this week. So for people who don't know or who are not familiar with the Wire Act, what is it and what does it mean for online gambling?
4: Um, yeah, so it's a law from the 1960s, which is kind of a little bit humorous that it applies to <laughs> online gambling. Gaming uh, today, um, but basically in uh, in 2011, uh, shortly before Christmas, in the wake of uh, the online poker's Black Friday, the Obama um, uh, DOJ reinterpreted the Wire Act to um, sort of open the door for states to legalize online uh, gaming without really worrying about you know violating the law, and uh, it was. Um, if people remember back then, online poker was sort of the, the big thing, you know, this was before, uh, sports betting really yeah. became uh, mainstream. So, uh, it was really good for online poker. It was a very promising situation for online poker. Um, but even with this, uh, reinterpretation of the wire act, online poker, um, expansion in terms of, you know, states regulating it was still kind of slow. And then, um, you know, fast forward a bunch of years to, um, uh, you know, um, later later in the decade when there was an effort um, by some people to kind of uh, put the genie back in the bottle and uh, have the Wire Act apply to uh, all forms of online gaming, not just um, uh, sports betting, which is what the, the recent uh, ruling um, the other day basically, you know, Put the Wire Act back to, you know, the interpretation back to where it was in 2011, where it only applies to, uh, you know, interstate sports betting and not, um, you know, broader forms of gaming, which, um, really, this is great for online poker. I think that's the, the key here is that, um, you know, online poker, um, you know, despite these concerns, Nevada, uh, New Jersey, and, and Delaware, uh, we're still able to, you know, uh, work out a deal where they could, you know, pull their players together on, on the World Series of Poker um, sort of uh, network here. But with the uh, the Wire Act being, um, again, kind of beaten back in court, um, it uh, it definitely appears like it's giving states, you know, more confidence to uh, to potentially link up for online poker, which that's sort of like the most obvious example of what the Wire Act would sort of uh, – make problematic would be, you know, the interstate uh, pooling of, uh, of online poker players between poker sites. So definitely a, a good, a good uh, win in court for online poker, although sort of um, not surprising because, you know, the, uh, the, the reinterpretation, the re reinterpretation uh, of the wire act uh, during the, uh, the Trump years um, was sort of, you know, on shake Ground and uh, I don't think many people thought that um, interpretation from the the Trump era uh, DOJ was going to kind of you know stick. Um, so um, yeah, I think it, it it'll cause you know um, Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, to kind of uh, maybe think more seriously about you know uh, forming a interstate you know online poker sort of compact and it's not really clear exactly what states will be partnered with each other for this. Um, I get, you know, Pennsylvania and New Jersey makes sense and Michigan there too. Uh, in Nevada, there's only, you know, one poker site. So it's sort of, uh, I don't know if Nevada will be kind of left out in the cold here for a little bit. If, if you know, Michigan and Pennsylvania and New Jersey sort of link up for online poker, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very promising situation for online poker.
0: You know the interesting thing about the court case in New Hampshire is it really didn't focus on online poker or online gambling. It wasn't one of the parties, the New Hampshire Lottery.
4: Yeah, yeah, that, that's um, so. When when the Wire Act was re reinterpreted, um, you know, during the Trump years, um, it was done so in such a way that. Uh, it would call into question the legality of, of state lotteries that you know do any sort of um gambling across state lines, right? So if um you know if if any sort of the 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 you know digital internet communications um related to the gambling cross state lines, it could potentially be a um you know in the crosshairs of, of prosecution if under this um this interpretation of the Wire Act. So state lotteries were were obviously the, I mean, they're, they're giant, right? You know, they make a lot of money they sell a lot of tickets, um, and fund a lot of different programs for states. So the lotteries were obviously very concerned when, um, in 2018 the the Trump DOJ, um, put, you know, put forward this, uh, new interpretation. So yeah, the lottery sort of spearheaded, um, this, uh, court challenge. But if you look back, if you remember back in 2011, it was actually, actually the, um, New York state lottery that was sort of the driving force behind the, that uh, reinterpretation of the wire act. It wasn't online poker any online poker site um, or any, you know, online gaming site at the time was actually state lotteries that wanted to, uh, um, you know, have, have this law sort of be put to rest. And uh, so it's not surprising that, you know, nine years later uh, or, or close to a decade later, it was, you know, lotteries again, sort of, being at the forefront of fighting the uh, the, the Wire Act, um, but you know the trickle down effect is really good for online poker. And I, uh, you know, um, you know state lotteries are are it's, it's very hard to imagine them, you know, shutting down. Um, so online poker, yeah, sort of riding the coattails of the the state lotteries here, and and it has been that way for many years. You know, uh, online poker uh, benefits from from this.
0: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. 2171797 You're listening to House of Cards. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air, but if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Brian Pempis from usbets.com and Better Collective. So so what exactly was the appeal court ruling? Was it that the Wire Act just applies to sports betting and that's it?
4: Yep, inter, interstate sports betting. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think the, the DOJ, yeah, I think um, it doesn't appear that this is going to be challenged further. I, you know, I don't know if this is going to – I don't think this is going to make its way to the Supreme Court, but, it, I mean, it could um, – you know it might be an important um issue but I, I it's it's hard to to say i think the government has a a little while to um to uh, to you know appeal it um but it seems like uh this will be maybe the end of it um you know so it it's a good a good thing for sure
0: so you, you certainly touched on it a little bit before, but what does this ruling mean for the United States in internet gambling? I mean, are we looking at possibly federal legislation for internet gambling, or do you think this will be driven mostly by the states? They, they'll have to do legislation and then possibly join in these interstate compacts. I mean, practically speaking, what does this ruling do and how does this guide the states moving forward?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think state. I mean, states were kind of just um, expanding gambling around this, you know, legal saga around the Wire Act, right? I mean, yeah, online uh, casino gaming. If you're if you keep it within, you know, the borders of your state, you know, it's it's all well and good. You know, this is only the the wire, the interstate Wire Act. You know, only called into question gambling that was you know happening across state lines. So, I mean, states were kind of just like, um, you know, going about their business without really. Um, you know, a ton of concern about this. I mean, you know, Michigan, uh, legalized online casino gaming, yep. gaming. Pennsylvania did, New Jersey did. Um, you know, other states are, um, like Indiana has a bill pending for online casinos that was going to be, you know, pushed regardless of, you know, the Wire Act, um, kind of resolving in court. It, it, it seems like, you know, if they, if you keep the gambling within state borders. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I I don't think states were really too concerned about it um, in in the sense that if they, if they implemented their, you know, online gaming expansion in the right way, they could, you know, not have to worry about, um, you know, potentially violating this law. But I think, um, you know, it's not, it's not easy um, for a state to do that. You know, Pennsylvania had concerns, you know, back um, in the wake of the, uh, the uh, 2018 uh, reinterpretation of the Wire Act, you know, they basically made some changes. We're telling, you know, um, the operators, you know, to to you know keep things within state borders, you know, and and all that. So I think, I mean, I don't. I don't the 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 Supreme Court ruling in 2018 over the over, um, you know, the 1992 uh, federal sports betting law was a much more pivotal sort of uh, ruling for. Expanding online gaming, I think, you know, I think that uh, the Wire Act is sort of this like, um, you know, hurdle and and roadblock to online gaming expansion, but not one that uh, states weren't willing to kind of step over in the meantime while it was still sort of playing out. Um, But but like I said, it's really beneficial for online poker. I think that's the, the vertical, the online gaming vertical that really benefits here is that, you know, states are going to be, uh, less concerned about, um, you know, interstate online poker deals. And, and if anyone, for anyone who's played online poker, um, you know, people know that the, the games have to be sort of robust and, you know, heavily populated with players for them to be kind of, uh, attractive, right. You know, 24 seven, you know, sort of poker games going around the clock, you know, you could log on at any time and play poker, uh, that's sort of the, what people kind of grew to, you know, expect with, during the online poker boom uh, over a decade ago. And, and, uh, you know, all these, you know, any online poker site that's basically ring-fenced to a, a given state is not going to be that popular compared to, you know, the sports betting apps or the online casino games. So I think, you know, online poker is the real, the real winner here. And it kind of makes sense because, um, you know, online poker was sort of the, the game that um, was set to uh, kind of benefit the most when this original reinterpretation came out in in 2011.
0: Do you think this decision is really going to open up the floodgates to uh, other states who are now wavering on whether to offer online gambling and especially offer online poker? I mean, we mentioned Nevada, New Jersey, Delaware, and Michigan. Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware have the interstate compact. Will States have this idea, okay, if we do online poker and we can jump into the interstate compact, and that's when we can make some real money. Do you think a lot of states will be jumping on the uh online poker bandwagon pretty soon
4: yeah I, th- I think it's sort of like a domino effect i mean I don't think any state's really going to be making a lot of a lot of you know tax revenue from online poker, sure um. You know, compared to you know their overall budget, right? But um, it definitely helps, and and regulating it definitely adds, um, you know, some monies uh, to the coffers. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like um, you know, when uh when the Supreme Court ruling came out in, in 2018, you know, David Reebuck uh, from the uh, New Jersey um, Division of Gaming Enforcement was, you know, was quoted, I, I believe, in the AP, you know, saying that this ruling was going to open up the floodgates for online gaming. And I think it's because you know sports betting uh has shown that people prefer you know betting on their phones and computers and that and that form of online gaming is sort of gonna be the the lever you know the leverage i guess um for a lot of these companies to be able to offer other forms of online gaming in, in states so i think um so I think states that are looking at sports betting and and doing it online are gonna eventually um, sooner probably rather than later uh see that, you know, uh, online poker would be a, a natural fit as well. You know, if, if they already have online mobile sports betting. So I think the sports betting, um, expansion is really kind of the, the gateway for online poker to sort of, uh, ride that. And it, it's, it's funny, like, you know, how it, how it worked out the timeline, you know, maybe sports betting would have been riding the coattails of, uh, online poker yes. a decade ago, but now it's sort of the opposite situation. So I don't think, um, you know, I don't think the Wire Act ruling uh, or the the Wire Act, um, you know, uh, ruling the other the other day that was beneficial for the the industry is really that's going to be the reason why states pursue online poker now. It's sort of the gears already sort of already started had already started moving and and, and turning. And uh, you know, states that are looking at sports betting, I think we'll see online poker as uh, an option, but. You know, I think online poker is still regulated. Online poker in the U.S. is still sort of in its infancy, and I don't think any state has really shown yet that online poker is a is a great you know money maker for any state. Uh, so I don't know if if you know if all, all of a sudden now with the wire Act being, you know again out of the picture, um, states are going to be like yes you know online poker right now let's do it. I think it, um, it it's still going to be. A relatively slow process, but definitely picking up. Um, uh, Adam Greenblatt with uh, BetMGM, he, he's the CEO of of BetMGM um, of their online, you know, gaming uh, kind of division. Um, said late last year at a at a digital uh, conference that he expects, um, you know, nationwide online poker liquidity sharing within a decade, and that might be a little bit. Um, optimistic, you know, nationwide, that's uh, kind of hard to imagine, you know, right now. But, um, but I think, you know, it definitely kind of is part of the part of the process, you know, a great, a great um, kind of thing to the wire act kind of falling is a great thing to kind of have, um, have happened. But I think, you know, everyone kind of assumed that this was going to happen, you know, the wire act uh, uh, opinion that came down during the Trump years was sort of going to, um, not going to stick right so i think um you know and i think uh, you know states probably realize that too you know a lot of people a lot of lawmakers in in various states you know realize that the uh you know it's there is you know the right a state's right to you know legalize and, and regulate gaming
0: okay hold that thought we're gonna take a quick break see you on the other side
1: Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes.
2: I called Tax Solutions Now and got the
0: IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money.
1: Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? Call now and find out. Call 800-683-7377. 800-683-7377.
0: 800-683-7377.
2: Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-462-5722 for a free, no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-462-5722. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-462-5722.
0: The weather is turning colder, but the action is just starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit and goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at partypoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 15th, 2021. Resorts World wants to bring a gaming hall to the Newburgh Mall in New York. The proposed gaming facility would take up over 67,000 square feet of the mall and occupy a space that was vacated by a Bon Ton department store. The number of machines that would be in the facility has not yet been determined. Resorts World plans to submit the proposal to Newburgh town officials in late February. Golden Entertainment has announced plans to use a new cashless gaming system in its casinos and taverns. Quick Play, developed by the company Marker Tracks, will issue, track, and manage cashless advances and balances for Golden's customers. Players can register for the Markertracks system online as well as through a mobile app. And finally, the pandemic has hit the casino industry extremely hard over this past year. However, the Hard Rock Casino has made it a little easier for its employees. The casino company dispersed bonuses to its employees to thank them for their hard work over the past several months. Employees for the Atlantic City Hard Rock in particular received over $1 million in bonus money. A classy move by the Hard Rock Casino. If any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Brian Pempis from usbets.com and Better Collective. Michigan just went live with online sports betting and online poker. Uh, Since we're talking about online poker, uh, might as well ask about Michigan. Uh, I know Michigan also passed legislation that would allow it to enter into interstate compacts in order to share the player pools with other states. What's the latest coming out of Michigan? When do you think they'll join the interstate uh, compact between other states?
4: in terms of the interstate, uh, online poker dynamic, um, the, the law that was signed, um, that, you know, became law late last year, um, will not uh, go into effect until the spring. So that would be the earliest that Michigan regulators could, uh, start to kind of negotiate these, um, these deals with, you know, Pennsylvania or New Jersey, um, or, or you know, other states, but, Um, you know, these things take time and, you know, as people know, you know, Pennsylvania has had online poker for a while now and they, you know, that state still hasn't entered into any agreement and has not not entered into agreement with its neighbor to, you know, a neighbor directly to the, to the East. Um, but that was with the wire act, uh, sort of lingering, you know, um, in, in the air. Um, so yeah i mean with the wire act um with that ruling the other day i think um you know you might see michigan kind of move quickly on this but but then again you know it's um you know the these deals kind of take a while to hash out so it might be um it might not come this year it might you know be in uh might take until early uh 2022 for michigan to have you know online poker with uh a a deal set up for you know poker players on on poker stars or whatever platform to be playing with people in new jersey and or pennsylvania um so it's really um you know up in the air regulators will not uh give you much in terms of the timeline for this it really depends on you know um you know these negotiations that happen behind the scenes you know that um, you know, gaming regulators have hearings in public, you know, to update, you know, the public on gaming, but a lot of these negotiations are, you know, done behind the scenes. So it's hard to kind of gauge exactly, you know, how long it's going to take. But, um, you know, if you want to be optimistic, uh, maybe online liquidity sharing, you know, by late, you know, 2021. But it's, it's really hard to be, to, to know for sure.
0: Who are the major players in Michigan with regard to online sports betting? <laughs>
4: Uh, definitely the, the companies that you're, um, kind of familiar with in other states that have, um, have launched, uh, you know, beforehand, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, Barstool, um, Bed Rivers, um, you know, some of the brands that are doing well in in neighboring, uh, Indiana and, and obviously in, in Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey. So Michigan, um, a lot of people consider, uh, Michigan's market to be kind of, Uh, resembling New Jersey. So you might see sort of a a similar hierarchy there in terms of, you know, operators and all that. But, um, you know, I think we're still, we're still in the early days of sports betting. So a lot of these, these uh, market shares could, you know, be fluctuating over time. And, um, you know, Michigan's a a new market. So um, we'll see, but I think, uh, yeah, some of the the big brands, you know, are going to be getting out of the gate, you know, quickly, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel and Barstool and, and all that, and they'll definitely be doing well.
0: What was the rollout like? I mean, I, I remember I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and I remember the rollout here. I mean, we had DraftKings first, and over a couple of days, another sports book came out. Then over a couple of days later, another sports book <laughs> came out. What was it like in Michigan? Did they all just come out all at once?
4: Yeah, Michigan did really? a, a okay. coordinated, uh, <laughs> synchronized uh, launch, and I think that is, uh, you know, um, sort of, it was sort of in the, uh, um, in the air that that was going to happen sort of with the way the the process of, um, of legalizing it, um, happened in Michigan. It was sort of assumed that, you know, um, there was a lot of, um, you know, Michigan has a kind of a complicated stakeholder, um, you know, landscape with tribal casinos and the commercial casinos in Detroit. And that was sort of the challenge in Michigan was getting it so that the tribal casinos and the commercial, the commercial casinos could be, um, you know, all under the same sort of regulation for online gambling. So I think uh, in Michigan there was an effort to get you know as many people as possible launching on the same day, so no one had a uh, competitive advantage. And I think that was that was really the 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 key or the 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 point in Michigan was to um, not try to have any operator sort of get too far out you know ahead of of the other ones. And I think that speaks to. How competitive the uh, the Michigan market will be, you know. New, New Jersey is obviously a very competitive market as well. Um, so even though New Jersey, you know, was more of a, a staggered sort of rollout of these brands, um, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Michigan will will definitely resemble that sort of um, very you know competitive environment. And I think um, I think I think just Michigan, you know, Michigan regulators and Michigan uh, lawmakers wanted to. You know, not to have any any company, any brand, um, any operator in the state sort of um, appear like it was getting the upper hand. And, and definitely, uh, you know, obviously that would not would uh, not um, please, you know, the competition. Right. So I think it was a good idea to, to do that, you know, synchronized uh, sort of rollout. And obviously, you know, more operators will be coming online, you know, over time. It's not like, you know, these are the only the only apps that will be available, you know, in the state.
0: I I want to switch to another state, uh, another state that you cover very well in TNBets.com, and that's Tennessee. I mean, it's a very unique sports betting market because it has no retail sports books. I mean, when when it first came Mm -hmm. out, it was a curiosity for a lot of people. They wanted to find out how an online-only sports betting market would do. I mean, it's within its first couple of months in existence. How is the Tennessee sports betting market compared to the other states, and how is it doing overall?
4: You know, it's um, yeah, it's a very unique market, and operators, you know, it um, it has a relatively high, you know, on paper, the 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 barriers to entry or the cost of entry seem kind of high. You know, a twenty percent tax rate on um, adjusted uh, gross income from sports betting, and and a uh, an annual licensing fee of of seven hundred and fifty k, which is you know relatively high, but uh, you know, sports books still mind that because they don't have to partner with a uh, retail facility, uh, right. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and share in, 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 revenues from uh sports betting. So it's, a uh, it's kind of an open market in that way, even though the, on paper, the, the fees and, and the costs are kind of, they look high. But, um, um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, people are, are definitely, uh, rushing, uh, operators are definitely kind of trying to rush in there. The Tennessee lottery, um, is definitely being, uh, methodical and, and very, um, diligent, you know, I guess with getting operators approved, you know, it's, it hasn't been a very fast process there. Um, uh, the bill, uh, to legalize sports betting, um, became effective in mid 2019 and it took until November of last year to actually launch apps. So I think this, this was definitely a, a new experience for the, uh, the lottery and it kind of had to, um, you know, work through some, um, some challenges and, and, and really kind of uh, figure out how to regulate this um this new industry for the state you know that's um kind of foreign to the state right you know it doesn't have any form of casino gambling whatsoever yeah. and um it's the first market in, of its kind in the u s to to go you know the online mobile only route you know under a lottery so it definitely um appeared to take some time um you know for for regulators to kind of figure out how to um to uh you know, get it up and running but um, it, you know, it definitely appears to be a strong start. You know, there's no real good state to compare it with, you know, Indiana might be a good state in terms of population, right. And, um, and, you know, market potential in terms of revenue, but, you know, obviously Indiana has retail sports books and has a long history with gaming. Um, so, um, but it appears Tennessee is definitely, you know, um, you know, hit the ground running just as, as fast as uh, a market like Indiana. Um in december the second full month of uh, sports betting in tennessee uh handle was up by 37 percent um which wow. is um a pretty good amount you know, month over month um and uh you know december is a, a good month for you know football right sure, um sure. and i'm expecting that the month over month growth between december and january might be a little bit less because you know football sort of is winding down right
0: I'm curious about that. Was that handle driven basically by the NFL and, and more specifically, the Tennessee Titans, who had a pretty good year this year? Was a lot of that action driven by that?
4: You know, I, I assume so. But you know, Tennessee um, it kind of speaks to maybe how they're they're new to this um, to this industry. Um, they're not releasing data by sport, you oh, know, like okay. New Jersey would, right?
0: Wow. Okay.
4: Uh, yeah. So there's no information. We don't we don't have any data about. Um, about football betting versus NBA betting, um, or you know basketball betting, in uh, Tennessee, which is um, you know something that we would like to see, right? You know, as as sure, people who sure. cover the industry, we'd we'd like to have that data. Um, I would just assume so that the ten- that the Titans, <clears throat> excuse me, um, doing well would have driven some of that handle. But you know, I think sports betting is so new and exciting for a lot of people that. You know, even if the Titans weren't that doing that great, you know, I think it still would have been a, a good, you know, a good handle, uh, month. Uh, there would have been, um, still significant handle growth month over month, but, um, yeah, well, hopefully in the, going forward, uh, Tennessee will, will start to, uh, you know, release that information to see kind of what sports are driving it. Uh, Tennessee also is not, um, releasing handle. Uh, or revenue by operator, like New Jersey oh, okay. does, um, like Pennsylvania does, um, which is, is, um, another thing that would be nice to see going forward. But, you know, Tennessee, uh, there's another element to Tennessee's market that is a little bit unique. They have a, uh, they have a, a very local, you know, uh, operator, um, this sports book called Tennessee Action, uh, 247. Um, and that is a, a sports book located, you know, in, in Tennessee. That has no plans to offer sports betting in any other state um, in the country, which is, you know, a very unique situation. You know, a lot of these, um, you know, books and brands are, are looking, you know, for, you know, to do this at a nationwide scale. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, I believe, you know, it, it, my feeling is that, you know, Tennessee action 24, uh, um, you know, it definitely is not, would not, um, would be better off, would, would enjoy, would, would, like not to have these, uh, you know, revenue reports sort of contain revenue breakdown uh, by operator, Operator, right? You know, I think when you have a little guy in the market, such a little guy, a little fish, you know, compared to (laughs) drafting FanDuel, BetMGM, which are the other books that are uh, live right now.
0: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
1: 2171797
0: You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the
4: house? Where was the house of cards?
0: (laughs) Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Shuttle with you here. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Brian Pempis from USBets.com and Better Collective. I was going to ask you about that because a couple of months back we had Tina Hodges on from at, at Tennessee Action 24-7. And, you know, she explained it. You know, we're we're from Tennessee. We were formed in Tennessee by people from Tennessee, and we're not going to go into any other state. And I was very curious to see how she would do in that market going against the really big guys like the Fandles or the William Hills or, or whatever. I, it's sad that they're not releasing the revenue numbers by uh, operators.
4: Yeah. I, I really think that's uh, designed to kind of maybe, uh, you know, I'm kind of searching for the right word here, but you know, um, kind of protects, I think the, the feeling there is to protect, you know, the small operator and, um, if you look back, yeah, if you look back at the, um, the process of, of uh, crafting the regulations, you know, the lottery, um, put in that 10% payout cap, um, um, over a, um, an entire year. So like, you know, the, 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 the hold will fluctuate month by month, but, um, at the end of the, of a year, um, the lottery is requiring sports books to, um, to hold at least, um, of their, of the handle in form, in the form of revenue, right? And that was designed, um, to protect, um, a company like, uh, Tennessee Action, uh, 247, uh, to protect them. Um, that was a lottery's thinking to protect them against, um, you know, BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings. And you could, you know, um, you know, you could go into that topic and, 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 and argue that it's not actually you know doing uh any good in in that respect, you know the payout cap might not even really be that effective for doing that sort of for that kind of for that kind of objective, but um it just shows you that the lottery in, in Tennessee was willing to kind of do something unusual to um kind of protect and 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 um and uh, uh yeah protect the the local operator that was sort of getting its its um you know, its legs, you know, in, in this market. Um so I think, um yeah, I think what you're seeing with Tennessee is it, um the, these differences in Tennessee's sort of regulation and, and their um reporting kind of um in that same vein of, of protecting the uh the little player. And I don't know how long that'll that'll last for, but uh I guess we'll see.
0: You know, another state that you wrote about in USBets.com was North Dakota, which took me by surprise when I saw that headline online. I was like, oh, North Dakota? I'm not even thinking about North Dakota. First of all, I'm not too familiar with the gambling market in North Dakota. What is the gambling market in North Dakota?
4: <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm sure it's pretty tiny. Um, yeah, someone on Twitter. I saw someone on Twitter um, comment on, on the article I wrote. They were saying, like all, all ten of us poker players in North Dakota can you know <laughs> wait patiently for this bill. Um, so yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a, a, a robust you know poker uh, playing community in North Dakota I that's guess. larger than I, ten I players, know. right? Um, <laughs> I, who knows? Right, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no. I mean, uh, North Dakota was actually at the forefront of, of regulating online poker way back in the day. I, you know, I so read that. Yeah, so I, I can't believe that. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting element to this. You know, North Dakota is obviously a very small population, you know, you know, any online poker site in North Dakota that was only offering online poker to players within, within North Dakota would have a, uh, you know, a very kind of a, kind of a ghost town sort of vibe, you know, probably at many times during the day, but maybe there'd be a, you know, a little bit of a, a peak hour period where maybe games would be would be running but um but yeah no it's it's very small and and uh, it would definitely be a state that would uh benefit from from linking up with uh you know any of the other states that we we mentioned uh, just a little bit ago um but i think uh, it's interesting though because north dakota has a history of of at least you know flirting with online poker and i think um you know if a state like north dakota legalized and regulated online poker it would be um you know it's a good a good um feather in the cap for the industry right and I oh, think it absolutely. might cause other states that you would you would think might be a little bit of uh you know dark horses to uh, legalize on legalize online poker uh, to maybe do it as well so I think um you know I, there hasn't been any real any public debate um so far on on these uh, you know on these rebooted online poker plans in North Dakota that have you know resurfaced um but I think it's, a, it's a, a good state to kind of uh, be doing this. You know, it, um, it's obviously a very small market, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's a, a good sign for the industry. And I think, um, you know, going back to what we were saying about nationwide online poker one day, and, you know, you're going to need a state like North Dakota to sure, kind of, sure. you know, obviously you're going to need a state like that to do it, right? To get maybe other states around it to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's all part of the process, and I think it's, it's promising. You know, I, I don't think it has... Um, you know, great chances of of happening this year, um, but you know, maybe next year, maybe the year after that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you know you got to get the the conversation started to to actually have it happen.
0: Another state that I was very surprised to read about that I read an article of yours in U.S. bets and Hawaii is considering gambling expansion. Well, well, gambling. I guess does Hawaii have any kind of <laughs> form of gambling whatsoever?
4: No, they don't even allow uh, you know, charitable organizations to offer gambling. Wow. It's Boy. Probably but yeah, between Utah, I mean Utah and Hawaii are the two <laughs> most uh restricted gambling states in the country. Um by, you know, most accounts. Um yeah, I mean Hawaii uh you know, it's another long shot, right? But uh I think it the, based on the nature of of the bills that were filed this year compared to years past, it does seem like you can get a sense that Hawaii Hawaii sort of um, evolving with the rate of online gaming expansion on the mainland of the the U.S., right? So I think, you know, states, um, Hawaii's gambling proposals this year do not, you know, they're not the same as they were in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that reflects um, an ongoing evolution and proliferation of online gaming elsewhere in the U.S. So I think that's... um, you know, if you're looking at, um, Hawaii, uh, you know, in terms of a potential market, that's a, a good sign that it's, you know, reacting to what other states are doing. But, you know, Hawaii has a very, um, bipartisan sort of opposition to gambling. So I don't think, you know, you're going to see, um, those bills, um, really gain a lot of traction this year. But like I, I said, like I said, um, before we got, uh, before we, you know, got on the phone together, um. The Hawaii, I think, um, you know, studying sports betting would be a, a good development. And I think, uh, you know, with sports betting makes sense for pretty much every state, you know, and I think if you do it online, you know, you can, um, you can, uh, Hawaii, for example, could still protect, you know, its family friendly sort of tourism vibe, you sure, know, sure. maybe Hawaii will never have a casino, you know, with a sports book like you would see in Las Vegas, right? Maybe that's never going to be in Hawaii's future or maybe, you know, never say never but um you know maybe it's not in the cards for a long long time but maybe online mobile sports books would make sense you know and i think hawaii at least sort of looking at that and, and trying to study that um is uh, is a good development you know and um and i think uh it's interesting uh, one one interesting thing about hawaii is that it was also a state that had flirted, had flirted with online poker regulation for many, many years, but never, never, you know, got anything going. It doesn't even have, you know, any live poker rooms, which is another, that's another bill on the table this year that would, um, would create, you know, just live poker rooms in the state, you know, just to bring poker simple live poker to, to Hawaii. Um, it, it is something that was on the table this year, but I don't, I don't think that'll, that'll uh, gain traction, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you can tell that Hawaii's, um, you know, that sports betting is really the game right now. That is, is causing states to look at online gambling in general. You know, it used to be poker, so like online poker was sort of what Hawaii was thinking about for for online in the in terms of online gambling. But now it's it's definitely sports betting and and um, and all that. So I think yeah, I think Hawaii um, it might be one of those states that um, could be you know a handful of years away from 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 doing this, but. Um, you know, never, never say never. And, you know, who knows? I mean, going back to Tennessee, right. Tennessee was a state without any form of, of casino gambling and could have very well been a state that, that took, you know, five years to legalize sports betting after the Supreme court ruling, but it did it, you know, just over a year, a year later. Right. Um, and so it kind of surprised a lot of people in that regard. So, you, you know, you never know, um, Hawaii could, could, uh could surprise people maybe in the next couple of years. Who knows?
0: You know, I read your article, and I was thinking, what better place for a resort casino than Hawaii? I mean, I, I can't believe no one has really thought about it you know, before this, and I don't know what the uh, really hang-up is there, but you know, it, it's a very interesting proposal. But, uh, Brian, we're running out of time. Can you give out a website where people can read your articles and give out your social media address so people can follow what you're up to?
4: Sure. Yeah, I, I um, write for uh, kind of a several several different sites. Uh, USBets.com is, is one place you can find my writing, and and TNBets.com for coverage of Tennessee. And we have another website, uh, MIBets.com, for all our Michigan news. And another site I write heavily for is um, HoosierStateBets.com, which is our Indiana uh, website. And uh, my, my Twitter is at Brian Pempis, and you can, yeah, you can follow me along uh, there as well.
0: Brian Pempis from USBets.com and Better Collective, thanks so much for coming on and keeping us updated on what's going on in the gambling world. i got to tell you, your articles are required reading here at the radio show, and it's great to finally talk to you.
4: <laughs> thanks. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Well, that'll do it for us this week on House of Cards. If you're going to one of the newly reopened casinos, poker rooms, or sports books, please be safe. We'll see you next time on House of Cards. He tried to
2: swallow the chain. Across the desert plain You build a house of cards
1: Around a lover's heart
2: Wild country in your head.